0: Ladies and gentlemen, it's a big, weird, wild world out there, folks, and here we stand. Al Pie del Cañon, ready for anything, I'm Rob, that's Natch, and you're listening to... The Bravo Show! (laughs) Good morning, good people, how are you doing out there on this beautiful Monday morning? If you're joining us live, it's currently 8.30am Central European Time, a big special hug, and nibble of the year to you, delicious... Podcast downloaders. You can find the podcast everywhere you might want to look for it. I'll just type it into Google. The Probo Show, you'll find it. You'll find us. Why? Well, because tomorrow, Thursday and Friday, you've, you have um, podcast originals. Um, the on Tomorrow, you'll get two hours of Richard Vaughn live on the radio. But I'll be doing um, an After Dark tonight um, at 6 p.m. Central European time. So don't miss that. It's going to be a lot of fun tonight. Um, And then on Thursday and Friday, there will be repeats on, but the show will be live. Guys, don't forget, I have a little calendar there uploaded on Instagram for those of you who want to see. All right, my friends, um, let's take a look um, at what the elves have prepared for us this morning. In the um, 100 humans, we asked them to name a type of book or type or genre even of book. Nombra un tipo o genero de libro. In today's Complete the News, we'll find out um, about a Japanese YouTube church. I didn't even know YouTube churches existed. And um, today's unpopular opinion is that physical books are obsolete. Los libros físicos son obsoletos. Mm, Interesting, interesting. I'm actually a little bit surprised by Instagram's results. By the way, guys, if you want to vote... On any of these things around the live show You can do that on my Instagram At Professional Bohemian If you enjoy the news and all the links that I use in the show You can um, check those out On my Patreon Patreon.com forward slash Professional Bohemian jo- um, Joining us live Right now in the audience We have Friday Con who's at the gym Nice I um, I respect your your hustle sir And um, We have Vero Good morning beautiful warriors around the universe and beyond How are you doing Vero um, and finally, friends, I'm here, you're here. Let's see what's going on in the world. How are you doing, Natch? How was the weekend? Very well, thank you. Did you do anything special, exciting? Mm,
1: well, I went to escape room.
0: It was nice. Oh, really? Yes. Ah, cool, dude. Mm-hmm. Did you win? Did you get out? Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. Nice, That's dude. I, I like these things. Mm-hmm. I have never been to an escape room. I've always wanted to do it. I shouldn't say that out loud because Izzy's watching and it's going to ruin next weekend. <laughs> <laughs> uh, did you go with work friends, friends from? No, Abs- with my wife. Really. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice! So you yes. joined another group, I imagine, right?
1: No, no, no. It was you can do it only two. Oh, well, it depends. M- there are many types, but there are some escape rooms
0: that are only for two. Or- oh, dude, I might ask you for a link later. Yeah, me. I, although I joke, me and Izzy would really enjoy that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, awesome, awesome. Now I feel like an asshole because I did nothing this weekend. You know, I've I've started to realize. Okay. <laughs> There are two kinds of reality television that. There's two kinds. There's the strategic, cool kind where you can kind of theory craft. And then there's the reality television like married at first sight. <laughs> and it just makes just makes me angry. Nach. I, I honestly it made me so furious on Sunday. I was in a terrible mood. Shouting at the dogs. <laughs> oh anyway. Anyway, friends, I'm here, you're here. Let's um, let's take a look at the news, shall we, today? Yeah, basically not. That was my weekend, nursing um, uh, nursing a, a small cold and um, and watching reality TV. You know, Izzy, if you are watching, thank you for taking such good care of me this weekend. All right, let's um, uh, let's uh, see what we've got in the news today. Uh, DNA from Beethoven's hair reveals um, s- reveals um, a supreme surprise two hundred years later. El um, uh, ADN... Del cabello de Beethoven revela una sorpresa unos doscientos años después. Interesting stuff, this. Nearly two centuries after Ludwig van Beethoven's death, researchers have analyzed his DNA from authenticated samples of his hair to investigate his health problems, including his well-known progressive hearing loss and severe abdominal issues. I didn't know he had abdominal issues. I knew he was deaf. I didn't know he had um, like uh, stomach issues. contrary to previous beliefs that lead, that lead poisoning contributed to his ailments, the study revealed that Beethoven likely died from compl- complications related to hepatitis B infection alongside his alcohol consumption and other liver disease risk factors. However, the cause of his deafness deafness, sorry um, uh, and gastrointestinal problems remains unidentified. Additionally, the study um, c- uncovered a genetic surprise, a mismatch in the Y chromosome from Beethoven's hair, Beethoven's hair um, uh, s- samples compared to modern relatives, suggesting an extramarital affair in his potential lineage. Ooh, Beethoven, naughty boy. Put it away, Beethoven. <laughs> you know they could have. he could have worn contraception maybe he wouldn't have um, contracted hepatitis you know if he hadn't have been sharing around the music I know what it's like I was a musician for a while Beethoven I get it <laughs> there you go guys yeah Beethoven um, mystery in his DNA um, one piece of AI news actually that I don't really have anything super prepared for but I will find some links to post onto Patreon did you um, hear about, I actually think I showed you on Friday, Natch Sora, the, the video kind of this new OpenAI model that generates video. And it was quite incredible, right, the, the videos we were watching. Um, OpenAI says it's new AI can simulate worlds. Que um, puede simular mundos. Incredible. If you haven't checked this out, it's called um, Sora. S-O-R-A, Sora. Um, at the gym I love reality TV says Con. yeah, me too it's a sickness Con we need to we, we need to both make a pact to each other to, to get off the um, the heroin the eye heroin that is uh, reality TV I don't know why I'm particularly addicted to Australian reality TV but it's it's a fact um I saw that minute long videos minute long videos exactly this thing is um, able to generate minute long videos but of an extreme quality it's um, it's scary. Uh, OpenAI has introduced a groundbreaking AI called Sora, which is capable of generating text to photorealistic video, marking a significant advancement in generative AI technology. Sora, described as a world simulator, has been trained on vast amount of captioned video data, allowing it to understand and recreate complex aspects of three-dimensional world, from generating entirely new footage based on text prompts to extending existing video clips. This AI has shown emergent capabilities in simulating this is the thing it's shown emergent uh, what does it mean by emergent capabilities these are capabilities that it wasn't taught it is taught itself which makes this fascinating and also a little bit scary It has shown emergent capabilities in simulating real-world dynamics, such as people, animals, and environments, with impressive camera movements that demonstrate a deep understanding of 3D spaces. Despite its innovative features, Sora still has limitations, such as not fully grasping cause and effect. Yeah, and there were also some things in the videos where it didn't really have a good grasp on scale. But, um, uh, Scala. Sorry, if you're having trouble with my voice today, so am I. (laughs) Um, Yeah, um, it also seems to have a problem with scale in some of the videos that it's generated. There seems to be, um, like, some people seem to be giants and others seem to be um, really tiny. I do encourage you to check it out, though, if you um, just head over to Google after the show and type S-O-R-A. Um, by OpenAI, you'll find that. And it is actually really incredible. Okay, final piece of news. Um, worrying news for all of those of you out there who are business owners and are currently using an AI chatbot. This is the lead that is buried inside this star- story, okay? So we'll just quickly dig into it. Air Canada must honour a refund policy invented by the airline's chatbot, Air Canada debe honorar la política de reembolso inventada por el chatbot de de la aerolínea. My God, that was was like doing the hurdles with my tongue. (laughs) Oh, Spanish. Um, Air Canada was mandated to honor a refund policy erroneously provided by its chatbot. Okay, so what's the what's the real deal here? So this is one man who um, who found out that there was um, you could reimburse part of your flight if you were flying for bereavement if you were going to travel to a funeral, and the chatbot basically invented a refund policy, and um, Canada's civil court upheld. The um, the refund that the chatbot said. Why is this important? Because more and more companies nowadays are relying on online chatbots to kind of carry the weight of their um, customer services. Does um does does the Von website have a chatbot? Much? <laughs> I think um I think perhaps it does. Don't get too creative, guys. <laughs> so yeah, the basically the chatbot created this um, refund policy, and in a court in Canada, has upheld that policy. So what could happen in the future? Well, if you are clever and um, malicious enough um, and you know how to talk to AI, perhaps you're some kind of uh, burgeoning um, prompt engineer, then perhaps you could have um, AI chatbots giving you all kinds of offers and um, getting things, if not for free, at a greatly reduced price. Worrying stuff. Worrying stuff. Um, more news now. I don't think so. I think today we're going to go straight to our unpopular opinion.
1: Unpopular
0: opinion. Okay, friends, it is unpopular opinion time. Time for today's brain fart. Today's pedo cerebral, pedo mental. Um, Today's riada. I shared it with people on my social media, namely my Instagram, at arroba. Professional Bohemian, that's Bohemio Profesional, pero en inglés. I shared it with them. Um they gave me their opinions, but the opinions that really matter here are those of you who are watching the show live. All right. Okay, so live viewers, I'm gonna need you to participate here. Here we go. Physical books are obsolete. Los libros físicos son obsoleta. Um obsoletos. What do you think, Natch? What do you think? Regarding this just hearing it cold like the Instagram people. Mm, I don't know. I think not yet. Not yet. No Um, Instagram agrees Do you think by a little or by a lot? Mm, a little Actually, and this is what surprised me overwhelmingly false they they agree with you uh, 87% um, and um, well, I don't want to get into my opinion on this until um, we get into the second part of the show. But it is a little bit more of a fascinating discussion than than um, the surface level of this would have you believe. Because there are books and there are books, right? It's not like every... Well, we'll get into it. We'll get into it. Let me just um, very quickly go to the chat. Um, Should improve gaming field greatly. Imagine entire games that are simulated, says Conman. Yeah. Yeah, incredible stuff. And the stuff like in in terms of um, post production, something that I'm um, that I do, you know, as part of my job, that you can just basically type in a text prompt and generate something that would have taken like maybe weeks in processing, in building, and then in in rendering. It's crazy. All right. So physical books are obsolete. Obviously, I thoroughly tortured the elves this morning. They gave me their pros and cons. I'm going to share them with you right now in the pro column, agreeing that physical books are obsolete. In the digital age, eBooks and online resources offer immediate access to a vast array of titles with smartphones, tablets, and e-readers. People can carry entire libraries in their pockets, making physical books seem unnecessary. There's a lot of truth to that. There is a lot of truth to that. I've never kind of as you know whenever i go to england i come back with a bunch of books um one of my first stops when i um, get to my hometown is to go to the my local bookstore um, sitting there have a coffee buy a few books and start reading so yeah interesting um interesting that those three books that i buy that occupy so much space in my luggage because i'm too cheap to get an extra suitcase <laughs> um uh, could j- basically just be uh, carried on, on something that's the size of a mobile phone uh, chip, you know? Anyway, let's continue. The production of physical books involves cutting down trees, using water, ink, and other resources, contributing to environmental degradation. Digital books present a more eco-friendly alternative by significantly reducing the carbon footprint associated with traditional book publishing. There's something perhaps you weren't even thinking of but it is true now i know what you're thinking you're saying well what about digital waste rob what about all the digital waste that's created in the production of ebooks okay you know you're quite right there you know there's um gold probably lithium in the batteries but that is a one-time um uh, that is a one-time use right and then the rest of the books that live on your device live there rent free you know Rather than having a cut down, I don't know, I'm not aware of how many trees it takes to make a book, I'm going to be perfectly honest with you, um, or a library full of books. But I'm pretty sure, um, I'm pretty sure the environmental degradation caused by actual publishing would be more in the long term than the production of digital books. Hmm. Let's continue. Ebooks can be more accessible, especially for an individual with disabilities. Uh, features like adjustable font sizes, audio options, and search functions, enhancing reading experiences, often um, conveniences that physical books cannot. It's true. How do you use a zoom function on the on a physical book? You hold it closer to your face. <laughs> okay. Cost and space efficiency. Digital books typically cost less than their physical counterparts and do not occupy physical space. This aspect is particularly appealing in smaller living environments and for those seeking to declutter. Um, So those are um, those are your pro points. Agreeing. We'll get into the cons in a second. vero here in the chat she disagrees with um, uh, with today's unpopular opinion she says there are many people who although they can read on an ebook prefer to read a physical book Pre- um, uh, the sensation of turning the pages and smelling the ink is incomparable Woo, like that Sam says real readers always will keep physical books even if they also use ebooks with ebooks um, with ebooks also what we get is quantity instead of quality same as netflix wow you guys are on fire don't forget yeah can we get a probo approved Natch? thank you probo approved don't forget if you want to be involved in the discussion friends you can join me at twitch.tv batter professional bohemian i mean there is an environmental cost to uh, to um ebooks you know what I mean in the fabrication of the e-books, in the in the energy used in charging them. But I dare say it's it's kind of minimal. It's interesting what Sam here says about um, real readers um, prefer a physical book. Would you can would you say that applies to you, Natch?
1: N- uh, no, no. I had to say I, I prefer an and
0: classical book, but. Mm-hmm. Environmental thing is it's obvious. Yeah. Me. yeah, yeah. I, uh, I mean, one of the benefits of the digitalization of things like um, receipts, facturas, um, you know, things like that—the digitalization of that, the fact that it's emailed to you with never, never having been printed out—is obvious. However, um, you know, that same kind of it doesn't seem to have um, rolled over in terms of literature. Now, I, on the other hand. I do prefer a physical book. Oh, there's Manuel, savior of the radio, Manuel. If you notice that the Vaughn radio was down for a little bit, a little bit of time, it was our friend Manuel that fixed it. He just walked past here. Can we get a Probo approved for Manuel? I'll send him a clip later. (laughs) Probo approved. Manuel, you're a legend and we love you on the Probo show. All right, anyway. Um, I can't remember where my train of thought was going there, but yeah, I would consider myself a person who prefers a physical book. A physical book doesn't run out of battery, right? Doesn't run out of battery. How much of how much of my consumption of um, of literature has been done on e-books? Well, quite. You'd be surprised how much. I used to have a tablet that, since you know, its battery now lasts like three seconds, so I can't use it anymore. <laughs> Which is, you know, obviously another um, another tick in the physical book column, right? Um, and I used to use it to read comics, read books. You know, I had my um, e-reader account. Physical book um, does not uh, does not run out of battery. It also, I, I don't know. Do you have a bookshelf, Natch? You, um, person who enjoys displaying your books? Uh,
1: no. Uh, when I read them, unless I love the book, mm-hmm. I, I give it to a, to a library or a, a second book
0: uh, store. Natch... You know, natch for the Nobel Peace Prize, guys. Natch for the Nobel no, no, it's, Prize. No, no, it's only a question of room, no, <laughs> <laughs> no altruism. No, no. Not altruism, it's no, room. No, no, no. Okay. Well, <laughs> you know what I mean? I would still nominate you for that. Like, I I, I personally, I've moved house, like, not only across countries. I moved to the, off the coast of Africa, for Christ's sake, and I took my books with me. And yes, when, um, when I, when, there are boxes of books I've given away, but there are some that I'm, I'm kind of jealous of. I love, there's nothing more that, than I love to have my books on display. It's almost like looking into a person's consciousness. Whenever I go to a person's house, usually the first thing I look for is that person's bookshelf to see where we align, where our interests are simply not possible when um when all that stuff is uh is hidden behind an amazon kindle anyway some thought some food for thought there right let's get into the con column um the con points uh, as pointed out by our wonderful probo elves um physical books are not obsolete the tactile experience this is a big thing for me um the tactile experience like experiencia tactile, i think you say in spanish right um, many readers prefer the tactile experience of holding a book, turning the pages, and the smell of, um, of the printed paper. It, uh, quite a lot in line with what Vera was saying here. The sensory experience cannot be replicated by digital devices and contributes to the reader enjoyment and memory retention. I'm not sure if, if there's ever been a study done of retention of reading materials with a real book as per, as opposed to um, a Kindle or um, an e-reader, I'd be interested in that. Scientists, instead of studying obvious stuff, is this why is the sky? You know, I don't know. Like rain is wet? You know, why not give us something that might be actually useful? Um, yeah, I would I would say I would take it a little more. I I don't know. I enjoy the ritual, the smell of the paper, the turning it, the bending a corner to pick up where you left off the next day. There's you know. There is a ritual around reading a real book. Uh, Physical books do not require power or internet connectivity, making them more reliable than digital formats, especially in areas with limited access to electricity or the internet. Next, health considerations. Um, reading from screens can lead to digital eye strain, whereas physical books do not emit harmful blue light. Additionally, the clear boundary between screen time and reading can contribute to better sleep, hygiene, and overall health. Yeah. Um, I think modern modern e-readers don't emit blue light, though. I think they, even, the, even the most basic Amazon Kindles, I think, are... Um, They they have that false paper texture. I've never had one. I I I am tempted to get one um, for future books and things. But yeah, I'm kind of I'm a little bit old school when it comes to reading. Next, um, collectability and gift value. Physical books can be collected, displayed, and shared. They hold sentimental value, can be passed through generations, and are often considered more personal. But, and meaningful as gifts compared to digital copies. This is a fascinating point by the elves here. I do enjoy gifting books, right? Um, uh, like not my books, like buying a book for someone. I do enjoy gifting books. Now, the experience of opening up a book of something that is, I remember like one of the one of the fondest, one of the best gifts I was given by a friend relatively recently was from um, Kyle Millay. gifted me a book about the Camino de Santiago right at the end of the trip. And I love that book. And it was a beautiful gift. And I'll, I, you know what I mean? It'll live on in my memory as one of the nicest things a, a friend has gifted to me. I haven't read the book. <laughs> I haven't read it. I will one day. But I haven't read the book. But it still holds that sentimental value for me. What is that about classical literature um, uh, that will, will do that? However, if he'd have emailed me a copy of an ebook of that, would I still have that sentimental attachment to it that I currently have? I dare say not. There is something, I don't know whether it be cultural, societal. There is something about traditional literature or um, a traditional book that is magical okay that um uh, it's almost like you're passing on knowledge I hope this makes sense right i or am i just old school am i just an old romantic am i just someone who's behind the times it might be interesting to get someone younger than me to um chip in and um and comment on this one if you come by my house you'll find at least one bookshelf in every room says Vero. It's true, right? Are you anything like me? Do you do that? Do you walk into another person's home and immediately stop by the bookshelf to get an insight into, into the the architecture of that person's mind? Fascinating stuff, guys. Fascinating stuff. And then there are books, and there are books. I think textbooks should all be digital. But for the joy of reading, <laughs> I would say Definitely. Definitely. Um, traditional books are the way to go. All right, friends. Well, I'm going to post a poll in the chat and you are going to tell me, um, are physical books um, outdated, obsolete, obsoletos? Um, Guys, so many things you could have been doing this morning instead of doing those things. You took the time to spend some time with me. It means the world. See you soon. Hey, guys. If you'd like to support the show, you can do so on Patreon. That's patreon.com forward slash professional bohemian. There you'll find VODs of the episodes as they are recorded live, blogs, vlogs, and behind the scenes content. If you'd like to watch the show live, you can do so on twitch.tv forward slash professional bohemian, and you can participate in the polls we use in the show on Instagram at professional bohemian or twitter at probo. Okay, on with the show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to this, the first Probo Show of the week. Um, a quick reminder, guys, we have a Probo Show after dark tonight at 6pm. It's going to be a podcast exclusive, so um, make sure you join us there at 6pm on this channel if you're currently with us. It's barra forward slash professional bohemian. So, what did we um, talk about today? Interesting stuff. OpenAI's new um, AI that can simulate entire worlds—really crazy stuff. It's called Sora. S O R A. Um, I do, I do encourage you to check it out. It's, um, it's really quite incredible. Um, then we found out about the uh, DNA from Beethoven, um, uh, or from Beethoven's hair, revealing some surprises two hundred years after his death. Number one that um, his chronic stomach issues could were likely related to um, a hepatitis B infection along with um, alcohol consumption. It used to be believed it was um, lead poisoning and the fact that um, that a mismatch in the Y chromosome um, it can be compared to modern relatives he kind of suggested kind of suggesting that um, you know, Beethoven was a bit of a player. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, and finally, um, a really interesting um, development in AI, how a, um, a Canadian court has upheld in favor of um, of someone who, using a chatbot, had the chatbot offer him um, a discounted rate. And the airline said, well, look, no, the, the chatbot invented this um, policy. But the Canadian court said, well, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's a representative of the company, and you will honor um, the uh, the decision or the, the offer made by the chatbot. Uh, could lead to uh, further developments down the road. I would um, suggest you follow this kind of story because it will be interesting in, in the future as more and more companies are uh, relying on AI chatbots. All right. And then we moved into... Um, Our unpopular opinion, which was physical books are obsolete. Uh, Los libros físicos son obsoletos. Interesting stuff. Um, We made uh, several arguments. I kind of, I I shouldn't do this, but I did share quite a lot of my opinion here. Right towards the end, I said, look, textbooks, school textbooks, I believe should be digital in format. Um, There is no benefit having kids um, or having parents spend exorbitant amounts of money on school textbooks I think um, I think that is shocking when um, when I was told how much um, a friend of mine has to spend on school books for their um, uh, for their high school um, uh, daughter, I just freaked out man I'm like are you for real? can't you buy them secondhand? Uh, quite often you can but imagine if you could just email those books, um, or those books were just emailed to students. At no extra cost. Hello. Están obsoletos. Thank you, Vero. Can we get um, a Nivelato for Vero? Thank you, Natch. Um, Friday Con here says, Physical books are a rich man's game. Yeah. Yeah, because physical books do cost more than their digital counterparts. I would say the digital counterparts, honestly, are overpriced. even though physical books are um, a lot more expensive, surely a lot of that expense goes into the production of those books. I mean, literally, there is no production um, for a physical book other than writing it. Sam says, the problem is that they change the books every year. Um, Talking about school textbooks. So yeah, I would make a strong argument that school textbooks should be digital in format. Every single one of them. But... Um, If you enjoy reading, I would say you should do that. (laughs) You should do that with a real book, man. But, you know, it could be that I'm just old um, (laughs) and a romantic when it comes to this kind of thing. All right, let's check out some messages I received. Uh, Nessa for Nessa. She says, I work close to the editorial world and have this conversation with many people there. To my surprise, they all say that this is not true, especially for picture books, comics, and those where illustration is important. Digital books have an important role now, but paper books are still strong. Yeah, it's funny you should mention that because here at at Vaughan, we have an editorial department. Um, And I, I don't know, I have to be careful what I say here, but I think there is a certain, um, there's a certain belief that you know that th- cl- what would be a classical printed book is not as um, valued as it used to be, that sales weren't what they war- were ten years ago, fifteen years ago, twenty years ago. But then there are books, and there are books, right? Because if I was going to read The Sandman. Uh, Neil Gaiman, Neil Gaiman's seminal um, comic work, I, I would definitely buy the comic book so I could really take in those pictures so I could feel the paper, the texture of the paper. Even when I buy um, a normal book, I would do it. Um, I would uh, engage with a physical copy. However, if it were a textbook, if I was going to learn a language, if I was going to just learn some kind of thing, yeah, I have no problem with using a, a digital book for that. Hmm. Uh, Noemi says I love physical books it is a different experience but unfortunately they're getting more and more obsolete since people prefer the digital format it's more immediate and takes less space it's a pity yeah it is a pity anyway I got more messages I got more messages on Instagram Leo writing to us again honestly in this digital age physical books are kind of last century Um, I can carry a whole library in my pocket Maya says, uh, there's something timeless about physical books. The smell, the feel, it's part of the reading experience. Yeah. Tina says, while I get the eco-friendly angle of going digital, we can't ignore the energy consumption and e-waste from devices. Yeah, that's a great point. Perhaps it doesn't take that much energy to to charge an e-reader, but are you going to keep that e-reader for the rest of your life? No, right? Because they almost design every digital product to, be go, to go obsolete within a couple of years anyway. <laughs> That's a great point, Tina. Um, Derek, f- um, e-books are a game changer, cheaper and more accessible. Um, but I won't lie, there's something about flipping real pages um, that helps me focus. Yeah, I would love to see a study. Maybe there is one out there. I'll do a search. I would love to see a study on whether it's easier to retain information um, with a physical book or with a digital book, fascinating stuff. Fascinating stuff. Um, so, do you own e reader? Are you? Um, uh, do you? Do you have one? Yes, I do. Uh, Kindle one. A Kindle. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think was it was a good purchase? Are you happy? Because I am actually yes, thinking. Yes, I was about
1: not convinced at the beginning, but I have to say that it is quite convenient, especially when you go out for I don't know for vacation or something. Yeah. Um, Fifteen de- days or something. You don't have to to carry five books or three books
0: yeah yeah that's the thing i mean i get all my books when i go back to england usually because i like to roam around the bookstore for a while and you know flip through the first pages of a book see if i connect with the author or not Hmm, interesting interesting but you still see the you still think that um there is a place in the world for classic physical books right Yes, for me, there is. For me, as someone who has consumed, and probably in the future will again, quite a lot of comic books, um, for me, there is no way... And believe believe it or not, I read Sandman on my tablet. Um, I read Why the Last Man on my tablet. I've read some seminal comic book works on my tablet. Thoroughly enjoyed them. But it's not the same, man. It is not the same. And that... Given the fact that you can actually zoom into images to really, really embrace the artwork, it's just not the same. There's something about flicking real pages, getting the smell of the print on the paper that is just magical for me. Um, Sam Eat... (laughs) Wait, FridayCon here says, eat the booksellers. (laughs) Um, Sam says, school books, I mean, when I was small, I used to have my sister's ones and had to erase everything to reuse them. If you had a big bro, you had to erase penises. <laughs> yeah, that was my job in biology class, drawing little mustaches and beards on the sperms. That's basically, yeah, this is why I'm so dumb, guys. This is why I'm so dumb. Um, but you know what I mean, right? Um, why Is there any need for for textbooks to actually be physical? Oh, to make notes. Well, then you get a notebook. (laughs) You know what I mean? Hmm. Yeah, okay. Well, there you go. That's today's today's debate, whether physical books are obsolete or not. I asked the people in the chat, and they said... 67% false. Yeah, I mean, I guess it could be that I'm just a little antiquated in my view. It could be that you know I um, I'm a little old fashioned. Those those things could be true, but for me, that nothing really will replace a real book. I can't display my Kindle, <laughs> you know. I can't kind of show people, you know. You make it. You really do make a statement with the books you own. I think. And when you invite someone to your home, you know, when when they peruse your bookshelf, they're actually digging in a little deeper to the kind of person you are. And there's something about that I absolutely love. And something I love about going to a person's house and seeing what books they own. Something um, There's something magical about a physical book. But that's just my opinion, guys. You know what Grandpa Bo would say about that? He would say... Rob, opinions are like buttholes. Everyone has one and they all stink, including yours. Let's move on to today's 100 humans. Oh my God. It was a long walk to work today across snow-capped mountains and through river valleys. And on that walk, I encountered 100 humans and I asked them all a question. Today's question was, um, name a type or a genre of book nombra un tipo o genero genero del libro oh, my God. that was a good save there for bad pronunciation Natch. you should feel proud you're my teacher at the end of the day alright I asked them that question, they gave me their answers. I'm in possession of the top seven answers right here. Your job in the chat is to identify those top seven answers. A big thank you to all the people on Instagram who interacted with this one. Coco, Materia Oscura, Gemma, Vero, um, McVia, uh, La Chica de la Segunda Fila, Anna Cassan, Rosa, or, uh, AKA Raz, um, Nessa Vanessa, Izzy, La Chica de la Segunda Fila, I've said you twice. <laughs> <laughs> um, G De Andres and Pedro. All right, let's get into it. As customary, we always go to our um, our Oracle here in the booth. Oracle, what do you think? Name a type of, uh, or genre of book. Um, thriller. A thriller, a thriller. Is a thriller there? Yes it is, well done sir. <laughs> Like you might get with Tom Clancy, things like that. A thriller. Never never a big fan. My favourite, I'm going to tell you what my favourite, um, uh, when I was a kid, I guess, or when I was a young adult. My favourite, it's not there, horror was my favourite. I used to love Stephen King, James Herbert, things like that. Um, Alright, well done, it's there. It's the seventh most popular answer with three of a hundred humans. Thriller okay um science fiction says vero science fiction is it there yes it is vero well done fifth most popular answer with four of a hundred humans saying science fiction um sam says biography a bio- biographical book gotta say i've never been a fan of biographical novels either all right is biography there Yes, it is. Well done. Sixth most popular answer. You guys are killing it today. Um, epic fantasy says Vero. Epic fantasy is fantasy there. Yes, it is. Well done. Jeez, Louise, guys, you're on fire today. Fantasy is their fourth most popular answer. You're just missing three more. Let's take a little look at what people say in the chat. Woo! G. Andres. <laughs> la Chica de la Segunda Fila. Um, MC Via. Eh, all say, and Gemma, all say romantic. A romance novel. <laughs> is romance there? Yes, it is. Well done. <laughs> Sam here says erotic. Let's just say erotic falls under romance. <laughs> um, self-help, says Sam. Wow, great answer. Auto-yuda, self-help. Is it there? No, it's not. Really should be. There are tons um, in the self-help section in most bookshops. Okay, you're just missing two. Let's um, take another look here. in um, On the Instagram list get a lot of people saying sci-fi. <laughs> um, history is here. Um, romantic comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people said crime. Um, mystery. Oh, mystery says Rossa. Is mystery there? Yes, it is. Well done. <clears throat> Sam in the audience says travel books. Travel. Is travel there? Sadly, no, it's not. Bwah, bwah, bwah. great answer you're just missing you're just missing one let me go further down the list um romantic epic fantasies is vero horror science fiction uh Gemma horror and romance yeah horror is a really um popular one surprise that that's not there either what's your favorite genre Natch? what do you read thriller mm-hmm. Thrillers. ah cool who's your favorite thriller author um, this a Spanish guy named uh, perez Perezjida Oh, wow. Um, sounds sounds interesting and an unpronounceable name for me anyway. <laughs> um, for me, I love um, books on sociology, psychology, that kind of thing. Whenever I spend my pennies in Bradford, it's usually pick up a book like that. All right. Okay, missing one more. What's the name? There's It's either this or it's not. That's a bit of a clue. <laughs> it's kind of a book. It's either this or it's not. There are certain books based on, you know, real life happenings, books about history, books about biography, and then there's a then there's another kind of book. This this really there are two of these. It's either this or non this. <laughs> it would imply that the book is is made up. If you know that phrasal verb, inventado. Ooh. Oh God! Let's see the Bible says Sam. <laughs> Yeah, depending on um, where your beliefs are, this is either this or non-this. This'll make sense when you guess it. Do you know where it is, Natch? No, no, okay. No. There are two kinds, there are two sides to this coin. Okay. There is either, you know, books based on real-life events. Okay. Usually books on, on psychology also fall in this category. And then there's another kind of book. Which, you know, usually tells a story is completely invented. How would you refer to that kind of a book? Fiction. Fiction, Nat! Yes! (laughs) Well done, sir. Well done. No one in the chat got it. Well done to you, dude. Um, Fiction is there. 29 of 100 humans said fiction. Well done. I would argue that fiction isn't really a genre, is it? Whatever, 100 humans. Go home, you're drunk. All right. I asked 100 humans to name a type or a genre of book. Ah, went bueno, on tipo. Yeah, okay. Fair play. Um, a type or a genre of book. In position number... Seven. They said a thriller. A thriller. In position number... Six. Um, we had biography. A biography. Four of 100 humans said that one. In position number... Five. We had science fiction. I used to love a good science fiction book as well. I'll be honest. Um, four of a hundred humans said that one. In position number four, we had fantasy. Fifteen of a hundred humans said that one. I used to love fantasy books, the books of Terry Pratchett. If you're a young person or you um, you're a parent, get into Terry Pratchett and get your kids into Terry Pratchett. It opened up my mind to um, really made me fall in love with um, with reading. Did Terry Pratchett? In position number three, we have romance. In position number two, with 22 of 100 humans, mystery. Um, mystery, my mum's favorite um, genre of book. She used to love Agatha Christie and the old Arthur Conan Doyle, um, Sherlock Holmes. In position number one, the final one was fiction, 29 of 100 humans. Well done, guys. All right, let's move on to today's Complete the News.
1: Complete the News!
0: Okay, my friends, you know how this works. You know how this works. I'm going to give you a real-life news story. This time it's from... Where is it from? Um, Anime News Network. (laughs) You know, for all your anime news, Natch. You didn't know where to go, now you do. Anime News Network. Com. So, this is um, a real news headline, but I'm going to leave out some important information. With the three options I give you, you will complete the news. Okay, you'll find out how this works very, very quickly. If you're one of the many people who watch the show live, but maybe you're too shy to uh, share your opinion, this, my friends, is your moment. Because all you have to write is A, B, or C. Okay, here we go. All right, a Japanese YouTube church offers blank Bible readings. A Japanese YouTube church offers blank Bible readings. La iglesia japonesa en YouTube ofrece lecturas bíblicas blank. Is it A, hip hop? Like maybe, I don't know, wrapped (laughs) Bible verses. Is it B, ASMR? Uh, ASMR is, um, do you know what ASMR is actually, Natch? It's kind of like, it's it's a phenomenon in live streaming where where it's ultra crisp and clear, the sound, and it's supposed to give you like a a weird kind of weird sexual energy. I don't know. (laughs) Is it? A hip hop, B ASMR or C virtual reality. Really that virtual. A, B or C? Japanese YouTube church offers blank Bible readings. Is it A hip hop, B ASMR or C virtual reality? Um yeah, I don't know what ASMR stands for actually. Let's see. ASMR Autonomous sensory meridian response is a tingling sensation that usually begins in the, on the scalp and moves down the back of the neck and upper spine. Um, yeah, it's where um, where like a, a person streaming will make, you know, really soft, suggestive sounds. And you're listening to it and you're getting like this weird tingling sensation. Um, and virtual reality, as you know, is uh, really that virtual. All right. What do you think it is, Natch? A, B, or C? A you think a hip-hop hmm Japanese YouTube church offers blank Bible readings chat says um, Natch says hip hop mm, the ta- the chat is tied Natch will be the tiebreaker they're tied between a and B Hmm. let's find out shall we okay a Japanese YouTube church offers the answer is B ASMR. Yeah, ASMR. Uh, Japanese YouTube channel ASMR Church offers a unique approach to engaging with Christianity through ASMR Bible readings. <laughs> Jeez, Louise! Launched on October 31st, 2022, by followers of the of Calvinism. Calvinism, um, the channel, aims to provide a soothing and educational experience for those interested in Christianity or seeking mental recovery. Featuring acute voice actors, and (laughs) my God, I'm sure Jesus would totally approve of this. <laughs> Featuring cute voice actors, the channel delivers Japanese readings from both the Old and New Testaments, making it not only a tool for religious engagement but also for practicing Japanese listening skills for non native speakers. There you go. Maybe this is a thing for Vaughn. You yeah, know? A little bit of ASMR English reading. Ha <laughs> ha! The ASMR church uploads new content daily and interacts with its audience through its Twitter page. Whilst uh, While the channel's approach is modern and creative, it maintains respect for the religious context it presents using versions of the Bible accepted in Calvinism. All right. Oof. Do we have time for one more? I don't think we do. Oh, friends. Friends. Um. Look, final reminder, guys. I have posted... Um the calendar for this week's show on, um, on my Instagram. So tonight, there is a YouTube exclusive at 6 o'clock, another classic Probo show after dark, where we can be a little more controversial. I will post that show tomorrow morning, but you will not hear it live on the radio. The same goes for Wednesday evening. There is another Probo show after dark at 6 p.m., so don't miss it. And then Friday, I'll do the show from the Probo studio at home. All right, friends. Thank you so much. What a show we have had. We've covered everything from uh, a new AI that is able to simulate whole worlds. Wow. Um, Beethoven's DNA showing that he was a little bit of a philanderer (laughs) and how Air Canada uh, must refund must honor a refund policy invented by the airline's AI chatbot. Uh, Groundbreaking rule there. Let's see how that develops in the future. We looked at um, uh, the potential obsolescence of physical books and uh, how how a Japanese YouTube church offers ASMR Bible readings. Friends, what a good time. I will be back tonight at 6 p.m. For those of you who join me live on this channel, um, twitch.tv forward slash professional bohemian. Um, I'll be back with The Natch on Wednesday, though, so don't miss that. Friends, so many things you could have been doing today, an infinite number of things. But instead of doing those things, you took the time to spend some time with me in The Natch, and it means the world. See you next time.